You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. Michael McIntyre, your humble host here at the Next Level Podcast. And, you know, just like the last couple of weeks, we've had magnificent Next Level guests, and this is no exception. This cat is cool. He's, he's handsome. He's got a beautiful family. He's amazing. I want to read a little bit of your his uh, bio to you. A good friend of mine, Aisha Bascom, introduced me to this guy. Aisha did NLE about four or five years ago, and she works for CBN. And I called her up and we're doing this Echoes of Creation and also our The Accelerator. And she said, you got to talk to this cat. And so here we are. We hit it off immediately. And this is DeMonte Edmonds. He is a highly sought after international speaker, author, and prophetic voice. As an apostolic ambassador, he's traveled the nations ministering the gospel, notable miracles and wonders. His mantle is earmarked with the supernatural prophecy, accuracy, and the glory of God has allowed him to minister to nearly 30 nations, heads of state, celebrity CEOs of large corporations. And God has graced him to be featured on major media outlets such as God TV, CBN, TBN, The Elijah List, Charisma Magazine, and has highlighted his ministry and feature stories entitled The Miracle Man. Come on. He's author of books including Grab Hold of Your Miracle. I love that. Discerning of Spirits, Seven Dimensions of Revelation, How to Win in Your Life, The Supernatural Gift of Faith, uh, and The uh, Supernatural Dimensions of Dreams, which is really cool. All his books have sold internationally, been featured on TV and radio. His latest book out is called Supernatural Dimensions of Dream, which drops November 28th. And so you're going to get a sneak peek and you can pre-order this book. And in the website, and we'll have in the show notes too, is www.d, as in dog, 4TN, T as in Thomas, N as in November.org, or www.demontetv. And welcome to the next level, baby. You are next level, Demonte. What's up? Look, I'm excited to be here and talk to you. And, you know, we just instantly hit it off and feel like I've already known you for just such a long time. And excited about what God has done in your life, what he's doing in your life, and uh, the accelerator program that you have coming out soon that's going to hit TV stations nationwide. Amen. Amen. Come on, baby. I love it. I love it. So, all right, man. So, you know, we first got together through Aisha, which is, she's amazing, and she's such a wonderful connector. And so we got on the phone, started talking and and texting back and forth, and we hit it off really good. And I want to know... Give us, give, let our audience that might not be familiar with your work, because we kind of run in the same tribe. You know, we're in that we've got charismanias here. We've got, you know, evangelicals here. We've got maybe some brand new born again Christians. And we got some people who are just kind of testing the waters in Christianity, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. L- like I did for so many years. And so what, how did you get to where you're at, man? Tell us, a, tell us about DeMonte. Tell us your background, bro. Wow. So that's, that's a long, long story. I can tell you that it was a lot of prayer, a lot of suffering, a lot of uh, seeking the Lord, a lot of wondering if the Lord is going to answer prayers, and I'm still moving forward. But I'm from Virginia, grew up in my household was, I would call it a Christian household, but I would say a lukewarm Christian household, very lukewarm. 
but my grandparents were very spiritual, very godly, heavy into church. And so there was always the church God affluence that was around and the atmosphere that was around. But at four years old, my aunt, she taught a Bible study for kids and she would practice on me at my grandmother's house. So they had like this board that they would put up with these cutout characters with Velcro back backs on the characters. So they would stick up these scenes of like the Roman soldiers or the crucifixion and Mary Magdalene and change the scenes out. And so she would practice on me. But you know what? There's something about practice that makes perfect. Amen. And so one day she approached me and said, hey, would you like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior? I can see it literally in my mind exactly where we were standing in the bedroom of my grandmother's house. And I said, yes, he had already been real to me. He had already been alive to me. And I just believed the gospel from four. And then Amen. at 10, I got baptized and my parents went through uh, a separation. Mm-hmm. And most separations, divorces, they're normally not friendly and easy and, and you know peaceful. There's normally a lot of tension, mm-hmm. drama, anxiety involved. And when you're nine, 10, eight, seven, even 12 or 13, you can feel helpless. You can feel as if you don't have a voice. You can also feel like maybe something you could have done to prevent things from going in that direction. And so we were displaced. We had to live with my uncle. Mm-hmm. And at 10 years old, the Lord walked into my bedroom and visited me twice in one night. Come on. And immediately, 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 I knew that it was the Lord. You know, I've had people say to me, if the Lord visits you, how do you know it's the Lord? I said, you will know <laughs> that it's the Lord. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like he carries such a heavenly atmosphere and holy presence. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's this awe and reverence that comes over you. Mm-hmm. Now, the opposite, have you ever met those people? Now, I've never met Jeffrey Dahmer or Ted Bundy, but mm-hmm. I can imagine that if you're a believer and you have, so, even if you're not a believer, you have some good discernment, something's mm-hmm. gonna weird you and creep you out about those people. They carry an atmosphere that's evil, that's wicked, that's demonic. And the opposite is God. Imagine the good, just the, the greatest person you know that has the best positive energy multiplied a thousand times over or more. And mm-hmm. I felt his presence come upon me. And I mean, every cell in my body, every fiber in my body came alive. And he spoke to me these words before he started his message to me. I am the almighty God. And when he spoke, the words penetrated my being. Mm. There's a scripture in the Bible that says this, that the voice of God breaks the timbers. It talks about how the voice of God thunders. That's how it sounded like thunder, like lightning mm. hit me at the same time. And so I, I jumped out of the bed after I could move because I couldn't move. I couldn't talk back. I couldn't move. I couldn't pray. I couldn't do anything. When he left out the room, his presence left with him. With him, I jumped out of the bed. I began to pray. I said, Lord, don't do this again. Please, this is too much. Lord, you're scaring me. Lord, please don't do this again. This is too much. I'm not ready. I kept saying, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. Wow. I woke my mother up because she was staying in the bed next to me. Yeah. Because we had twin beds in the room. Right. And, and um, she gets up to go to use the restroom. I run behind her. I want to go in the restroom with her because I'm terrified. I'm afraid. <laughs> And she's like, what are you doing? I can't explain to her like Jesus just walked in. I'm trying to tell her she think I had a nightmare or something. So we right. go back in the room. When I lay down, he comes in a second time. But this time, he is it's like in the Bible where the angels would appear to a person, the Lord appears to a person. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they have to say is this, peace be unto you. Yes. Because if they don't speak the words peace, that fear of the Lord that they oh, yeah. carry right. or, or the, the weight of glory that's upon right. the Lord can just overwhelm you and you can just be totally undone like Daniel. Daniel said he could not get out of the bed for days after his visitation. You know, could you imagine calling to work on Monday 
and saying, look, I won't be able to come in. The Lord visited me. I need about three days of bed rest because <laughs> I'm just overwhelmed by the glory. Now, that's happened to people in our meetings, but that's mm-hmm. another message. So anyway, yeah. he came back the second time. This time was more peace that came upon me. Wow. And so I always hid that in my heart, that the Lord was real, that he was supernatural, and that he could make himself known to, to us. And I grew up Baptist. We didn't have that type of stuff. We didn't talk about that type of stuff. Right. When I got older into my 20s, I was backslidden far, far back and hung out with the, I'm not going to say the wrong people because they still were a blessing to me, but sure. people that were not doing the right stuff. Right. And anyway, I moved, went to college. And one day I'm sitting on the couch and the Lord says, time for you to get back in the church and get back into the Bible. And mm-hmm. I heard the Lord on the couch and I said, Lord, you're mm-hmm. right. And then things just accelerated from there. Wow. All right. So this is in your 20s. When you came back from that, you had a revelation on that and said, okay, it's time to get back. So how was that, DeMonte, going from your backslidden life, you know, which, you know, you know, a lot of people experience that. Yes. I mean, they do. And so coming back from that, but I, you know, if you look in the Bible, I mean, everybody that God chose in the Bible had backslidden or a broken life or, you know, even I mean, David backslid, right? I mean, he did, you know, had an affair and murdered the husband. <laughs> to cover mafia it up. Mafia style. Yeah, yeah, mafia style. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, by the grace of God, we haven't done that. <laughs> Thank no. you, Jesus. So, <laughs> so how was that in your 20s? And was it a radical shift from that point on the couch in your 20s? Did you lose friends? Did you bring friends along with you? What happened? So most of my friends were back in my hometown. Mm. And a lot of them were, you know, doing cocaine, smoking marijuana, mm. snowing the heroin. selling drugs, you know, allegedly robberies and other stuff. And, you know, that was the norm for one circle. And I had two circles of friends because I was very smart and gifted in school. So Mm -hmm. I had this, I was in some of the smart kid classes. So I had that circle of friends, but then they lived across town. The ones that live with in my Mm -hmm. part of town was doing the other stuff. And so when I went to college, you had your nerd gain and then you had your homie gain. Right. Basically. Basically. Yeah. So I was a well-balanced individual. But um, anyway, um, and I never looked at it like that. I just looked at it as just people, because once you get to know people. Yeah. People are people. Most people. Now, there's some weirdos out there, but for the most part, people are just people. Yeah. And they're just, you know, trying to figure it out. And so I went away to go to college. So I wasn't really seeing them as much anywhere. So when I went home and Mm -hmm. I was just trying to do the college thing and, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to have a few dollars in my pocket. And so it it wasn't like a radical shift. What happened was I didn't necessarily lose friends. It just was a disconnect. You know, okay. we just were not on the same page, not doing the same things. Right. And I began to proclaim that I was going to serve God. And so they began to watch because people are going to watch to see if if it's real. If it's That's like right. a six month thing, if it's a trend, if That's it's, right. you know, seasonal. And so mm-hmm. they began to watch. And then slowly over time, I remember this. This is a true story. I remember one time I went home and I saw this guy. I haven't seen him in years. And I'm talking to him about God, about how I'm serving God. And he said, well, he said, don't stop. I want to hear your testimony. I want to hear all the scriptures. I want to hear everything. He said, but it's my birthday. I'm celebrating. So we're outside. He's sitting in his car. He pulls out some cocaine. He's doing a line of cocaine. He said, don't stop, please. I want to hear all this. I need to hear this. It's just my birthday. I'm celebrating, but tell me everything. And he was really receiving the engrafted word. Wow. And so... One thing I learned is you have to meet people where they're at. Come on. People don't want to be judged. They want to. I wasn't preaching at him. I was sharing with him. 
Yeah, and, and yeah, and I, I want to tell our that's platinum, and you know that really is that's a platinum nugget. You know, there's gold nuggets, and then there's platinum nuggets, and that's a platinum nugget. Uh, Demonte just dropped on us, and look, it's true. That's what Jesus did. Jesus met people where they're at, right? And so often, you know, when I uh, my my background was Catholic, right? I was growing up Catholicism, and my dad, uh, my parents were divorced, and my mother, my dad met her, married a, a Baptist lady, and she was strongly Baptist, Calvary Baptist. And so they didn't recognize the Catholicism, right? And so we were not necessarily invited into their house, right? <laughs> and so so it was that, that separation. And 100%, I, you know, and I just, I, I like the fact that you met him where he was at, doing a line of cocaine, preaching the gospel to him. And that's what we need to do in the church, right? We can't be in the judgment business. We've got to be in, in the, in, in the saving lives business in, in the resurrection business. And, you know, Jesus didn't come to condemn. He came to save. Yeah. Yes. So yes. Man, I love that story, bro. I love that. And so is any of this in your book, man, your new book coming out? No, no, that, that part's not in the book, but some okay. elements of, you know, my life and my walk and the visitations from the Lord are in different books that I've written. And it's cool to tell, you know, honestly, I have so many things that have happened. I forget about them. And when I tell the stories, it feels like I'm make. I'm like, wow, this really happened to me. Like I ate with 14 crocodiles. I really did it in Africa and it's sitting in the middle of crocodile. Like this, and I got pictures of it. Like some things that I, the Lord has allowed me to do or be a part of. It's just amazing. So people think when you become a Christian or saved or, or, or surrender your life to the Lord that you get bored, you dry up, it's mundane. No. There are adventures in God. There is excitement in God. There's always some new journeys in God. God's always going to give you some new task, some new journey, some new mountain to climb, some Amen. new thing to see and experience. Look, there's so much fun that you will have in God and in Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. Come on. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things, DeMonte, what you're saying is so good because I remember one of the reasons I did not want to go into Jesus and the self-righteous Baptist sort of life was because I thought that I had to live like a Mormon. <laughs> you know, I like scotch. I like a glass of wine. I like a cigar every now and then. Okay. Although I don't ever abuse myself or ever get drunk in that, but I do enjoy sipping that every now and then. Every, you know, and so I thought, man, I can't, you know, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to have 20 kids. You know, I got three. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad for three. I think you got how many? Do you got 20? Or how many do you no, have? No, no, no. Let's divide by five and go down to four. <laughs> I have four lovely little kids. Yes, you do. I saw pictures of them. They're beautiful, man. All right. So I love this. And I love the I love the way you show up, man. You're you're you and I are in the same tribe, and it's really, really, really cool. And I guess you're coming in. I guess we're gonna have lunch together here pretty soon, which is really cool. All right. So tell me, I I think your wife's name is Jennifer. Is that right? Jessica. 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 I'm sorry. Okay. So I got to talk to her briefly on the phone. Tell me how you met your bride. Now that's a really cool story. So I was working for marketing, big marketing company, and I was doing some IT software uh, support for them. And so as I'm doing my work, I'm also on MassSpace. Remember MassSpace, that dinosaur yeah. app? Yeah. Um, and I get an invite to a Bible study, study that's at, at the local university. And I just kind of click off it. And I said, thank you so much. I'm already part of a church. Mm -hmm. I'm already helping two ministries out. And so I'm very active in ministry. I got enough going on with <laughs> ministry stuff. And so about five hours later, later on in the day, I get another invite from a different gentleman that don't know me. And so I messaged him and said, hey, did you talk to the first guy? You know, are you guys in cahoots? He said, no. 
And so I heard the Lord say this, go doubting nothing. And I knew that was from the book of Acts with Peter. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is what I told the Lord, Lord, I'm going to go, but I don't want to go. And I called, I, I took my cousin who's 10 years younger than me. I take him with me to this Bible study. So we go to this Bible study and I'm just sitting there like, Lord, it's on university campus. I'm like, Lord, well, I'm here. What, what, you know, why do you got me here? You know, what's the deal? And the Lord opens my spiritual eyes and ears. He begins to speak to me about each person at this Bible study, every wow. single person. Wow. And so love it. I didn't, I hadn't built relational capital with them yet. So I wasn't going to prophesy and give words. So I to the leader, one of the leaders of the Bible study, I put them to the side at the end. I said, Hey, you invited me. Thank you for, you know, it was really nice. I said, I have a, that young lady there. She's going to change schools. That young man's there. I see mechanical engineering, but he's going to change his major. That I mean, it was very specific words. And then I said, that young lady over there, the Lord told me her husband's in the room. Mm. <laughs> he says, well, who is it? I said, Lord didn't tell me. I said, well, maybe it's that guy. He said, no, he's too ugly. I said, maybe that guy, he's too short. I said, well, maybe it's you. He said, no, my fiance is right there. So it's not me. And they're friends. And I said, well, I don't know. You pray, y'all pray, you figure it out. And so fast forward, about two months later, I'm driving. The Lord said, remember the young lady from the Bible study? And I'm on Hampton Boulevard in Norfolk, Virginia. I said, yes, sir. He says, that's your wife. Come on. I almost crashed the car. I was the husband that was in the room. And so (laughs) he said, I asked her these these, uh, two questions and it's going to match up what I told you your wife would be. I called and asked her the questions. I said, it's going to be like peculiar questions, but I'm asking for a reason. So I knew that she was my wife probably seven, eight months before she knew it or nine. Yeah. And then all my friends knew it. My pastor knew it. As soon as they met her, everybody just kind of knew it. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. And how how long have you guys been married? Long, long, long time. Going on uh, 14 years. Oh, bro. That's you're just a beginner. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Just a beginner. Good years. Good years. Yes, that's good, man. Well, your wife's beautiful. Your family's beautiful. And uh, all right. So I want to talk to you about what's going on in the world. You know, we do uh, next level experience. We do MBA. We, you know, we have you know, Leadership 300, we do a lot of work. We, you know, work with a lot of businesses, as you know, entrepreneurs and and also, you know, lay people as well. But you're very prophetic. You've got a, you're apostolic in, in, in prophecy. It, it matters. And you're, you've got the gifting in that. And we all have the giftings, right? We all have, you know, prophecy gifting as one of the biggest ones. But there's certain people, you know, that can really do this well and, and listen. And obviously you're one that can hear from the Lord, which I love that. How is it? What, what do you see? You know, we got a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this and watch this and and how is it that you see where we're headed to in this country right now? What do you see on the, you know, I know we got this crazy election coming up, which we do every four years and it's always, you know, scandalous. It's always crazy, you know, but if we cut through all that, what, what do you see that's coming down the road here in, or what, what's the Lord telling you, DeMonte? Honestly, right now, we're really at a point of decision. Mm-hmm. I think that we have some we, the body of Christ, mm-hmm. the nation, has some control on which direction the country goes and how fast it goes in that direction. Mm. And I see kind of a great divide and a great gulf. I see that those that are in darkness, those that are in immorality, and those that are desensitized to truth mm. will go further into darkness, further into error, further into dissension, sadly. But I see on this other hand, those that are really hungry for God and really hungry for Jesus to be made known, mm-hmm. going further into Isaiah 60, 
Come on. Darkness may cover the land and gross darkness the people, but the glory of the Lord will arise and the Lord where the glory will be seen upon you and the Lord will arise upon your life. And so that promise we've been decreeing and declaring Isaiah 60, but it can only be fulfilled when darkness and gross darkness comes. Mm. And so even though I talked about this, this, this great gulf where people are going to go into greater morality systems, corporations are going mm. to part. We've seen some corporations come out and try to support agendas. Now, you know what, what, what mm. hurt them? The dollar. 100%. People pour their dollar. There's, I don't care which political party you're with, what right. corporation with, the right. Bible says money answers all things. 100%. So, so we can pray, but us as believers, we need to use our dollars as well and break Amen. covenant with institutions and corporations that support okay. ungodly agendas. Yeah. But I see this Isaiah 60 thing where we're going to go into greater glory and greater light. It's going to be necessitated because of the greater darkness. But it says this, that Gentiles and kings will come to the brightness and the horizon. Kings are those CEOs, those celebrities, mm -hmm. those right. big influencers, That's those right. people that are big decision makers, those people that are, are not easy to reach. And then the Gentiles mean those that haven't heard the gospel, those that are unreached, those that are, you know, need to be evangelized. And so mm -hmm. I believe it's going to be this massive harvest and revival and outpouring at the same time. So in some spaces, you're going to see great darkness, greater mm -hmm. than ever before. Mm -hmm. But in other places, you're going to see this great explosion of God and his grace and power and love and miracles and signs and wonders and the Holy Ghost stuff in Jesus' name. Come on, name. baby. Come on. I love it. All right. So with that, and and I love that prophecy. I think, I think you know, Right before our eyes. I mean, you know, it's funny how you look at stuff. And, I, and I'm a news junkie. I'm a political junkie. I'm all that, which I probably spend too much time on that. I'll confess and repent on that. But <laughs> I do know I like and I, when I coach people, I say, listen, you need to know the water you swim in. Right. You need to know what's going on. And it doesn't mean you have to, you know, be an activist by any stretch, but you need to know what's going on. You know, I think it's important. I think, you know, uh, Jesus knew what was going on in his community. Right. I mean, he, he took yes. 12, he took 12 people with him and said, Hey, and he's one of them were uniquely different. I mean, you know, I don't know if you're watching the chosen or not, but you know, if you look at, you know, Matthew, he looks like he's like Elon Musk at the time, Asperger's. Right. I mean, he's, <laughs> like, he's like, you know, he's, but, but, you know, he got to write the first gospel. Right. The, the, yeah. and, and, and so because he was really detailed, then Luke, the physician, you know, Luke was really deep. I love reading Luke. So each one of them was unique in their own way. And so and, and of course, they bickered and they fought about who who was the favorite, you know, and all this stuff because they were human. They were just men. They, in fact, they were very young men. And so and then when you look at that and, and you think, OK, so, you know, we've got it. Like we said, you got to meet people where they're at. But I do believe that. And, you know, I, I hear people say all the time, man, this is the, the worst it's ever been. And I got to say it's not. And, I, you know, it is going to get darker and, and it constantly does. And I understand that. But also, if if you ever look at any of the stuff that went on 150 years ago in this country, 200 years ago, yes. look, what, look what happened in the dark ages in 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 Europe. Europe. I mean, oh my God, that you know, thank you Jesus that we're born in this time. Yes, I mean, yes, I mean, That's a, yes, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. That was a exact example when you said it, it's been worse. I thought about the dark ages. Yes, and I. And I, my mind literally went to, you couldn't find a good church. And you definitely couldn't find anyone moving in the gifts of the spirit and, and speaking in tongues and praying in the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And don't talk about signs and wonders. They were mm -hmm. a wonder because they disappeared. But my mind went to this book that I read years ago. 
And it was a picture of college professors, university professors in Europe. And they said it was not uncommon for them to be drunk and for them to get into brawls. Like one university, their professors fighting all the university professors drunk yeah. with swords. And I mean, it was some wild, crazy oh my debauchery God. that happened then during the dark ages. 100%. 100%. And so I, you know, I just, my, I guess what that brings for me, DeMonte, it's hope. You know, yes, that we're, yeah, you know, you know, yes, do we have social media, which I believe is social anti or anti social media, you know, because, you know, if we spend our have our whole nose in, in our phones all day, we're not being very social. Right. So, <laughs> You're right. You know, we're not interacting with people, but I understand it. And it's like it's like I always say, you know, you know, uh, you know, this this iPhone, you know, this, it, you know, it can be used for good, but it's also used for evil just like everything else in this world. So I look at this stuff and I look at, you know, the politics, I look at, you know, these things that are going on. I look at, you know, the wars that we have and there's been wars going on since the beginning, but the hope I have is that, that, you know, you and I can sit here and communicate and we, I've got, I got people in Pakistan. I got people in India. I got people in Bangladesh. I got people that are watching this right, you know, and listening to this message, which Jesus didn't have that. You know, no. Jesus didn't have Facebook. He didn't have Instagram. He didn't have threads. He didn't have TikTok. You know, he didn't have any of that. You know, but he what he did is he brought these 12 people in here and it changed the world. Just think we can do like Jesus said, you know, you can do the things I can do and greater. And with our technology, we use it for good and we use our social media and we use our uh, Hollywood media. And that's what we're doing with the accelerator. As you know, you and I've had a lot of discussions here in the last couple of weeks about that. We want to bring Jesus to the marketplace that's entertaining. You know, I mean, I don't. Did you ever watch that movie Fireproof? Yes, I did. It was a okay, hit. So yeah. I, I'm one of the few guys probably, you know, my wife dragged me to it at the movie theater when it first came out. OK, really? yeah. And I, I love Kirk Cameron, by the way. But that was some of the worst acting I've ever seen. I look, I, 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 I could have had third graders okay, <laughs> do a better job than that. Right now, the message was absolutely amazing and it had irony at the end it's you know it was like it was beautiful the message but and then then when you fast forward to the movie jesus revolution i don't know if you saw that or not with kelsey Grammer, that was excellent right yeah the times have changed yeah they have all, all, of, all of the christian movies before were where the acting was cheesy oh <laughs> it was it was like it's like i don't even want to admit that i'm in this tribe man these guys like you know you know, somebody get the hook and pull them off the stage. But but we we we've gotten to this place to where it's getting better. And and what what Stacy and I and what we're doing at you know at MBA Productions is wanting to pour into that. And you and I've had had some you know big discussions about that too because I think that that is going to help spread the word. You know, Jesus Revolution made 190 200 million dollars, right? Wow. And and Kelsey Grammer came to Jesus on the set. Come on. Wow. And that, I love that. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I yes. just watched the movie Blind with about the Ducks Dynasty deal. It, and it was powerful message, man. There's people coming to Jesus because of that. And so I what what I guess what I'm saying is that it's yes, there's darkness out there. You're 100 percent right. I mean, you know, the sex trafficking stuff is is horrible. And we've got to stop this stuff and we got to step into that. And but if we can all get together, whether we're Baptist, whether we're Charismania, whether we're, you know, evangelical, whether we're, you know, Methodist, whether we're, you know, whatever, let's get together, man. Right. And I think I think that's the key, you know, you know, and so I study this history stuff and I look at like, 
you know, if all the Indian tribes were one unit when we came over on the Mayflower, you know, they would have never lost this country. No, they would have demolished those that came over from anywhere. 100%, right, 100%. Yeah. So as Christians, we all want revival. Yes? And yes. We, we want that movement. And I just want to have us all get together, man. And like you and I, you know, becoming this friendship, which I want to have a lifelong friendship with you. And I, you know, you're a big deal in, in this tribe. And I want to learn from you. And with that, you know, because I I like to get out of my comfort zone, right? And I know you, I mean, I know you do, you know, you, you know, when you when you've got Gabe, you know, visiting you at you know lunchtime, <laughs> that gets you out of your comfort zone. I don't zone. know if I'm there yet, but maybe one day. <laughs> I, hey, the day ain't over yet, bro. Uh yeah. and so, anyways, I just I like what you're saying. I like the positive message. What what is it that what if I if I said to you, DeMonte, tell me, tell me exactly what it is that you would like you know, the next, you know, five years of your life look like, what would that be? You know what? As you get older, you realize that your time is more precious. Mm. I would really like some of the major things that the Lord has promised me to begin to come into fruition and to build some, I don't necessarily build, but begin to put in place some infrastructures with other people mm. that can bring systematic change to some of the mountains. You know, we talk about those seven mountains of cultural yes. influence. Right. Just a few days ago, one of my spiritual sons texted me and he said, the Lord told me to tell you, don't forget he called you to the realm of media. And it was right in line when we were having these conversations. It was like a soft rebuke. So when you talk about media, television, production, mm -hmm. that is something I really feel called into. You know, I had some disappointments in that area. I'll, I'll just share it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So the king of, so I had a young, well, he, he's older than me, but a gentleman I was mentoring, pouring into, and he's very close friends with the king of a very, very wealthy nation. Mm -hmm. And he said he was going to talk to him to finance a TV network for me. It, and we tried to have meetings set up. It just never matriculated. And so, I mean, him giving me $10 million would be like him buying a 300 pair of dollar shoes. I mean, it would be nothing. Be no big he, wouldn't, right. he wouldn't even know that. Yeah. He wouldn't even know yeah. that he left it. They got enough oil money. So anyway, <laughs> I just kind of left some of that desire on the altar with God and said, God, I'm just going to do the, the, the traditional ministry part and all the parts that you have me doing. But I feel this, this, this stirring again for influence through media, because I, I think especially with the new generation, mm -hmm. media is going to really be the battleground and battlefield. Social media, television yeah. media, yeah. internet media, that's going to really be the battleground that Absolutely. decides the morals, the values, the principles mm -hmm that we uh, believe in, that we stand yeah. upon, and that we fight for. So 100%. I would really like for me to see shows, and I don't have to be on the shows, but just production of shows and content mm -hmm. that really pushes the banner of truth, godliness, and morality. 100%. You know, I'm watching every, you know, I, I love TV shows. I watch tons of them and I watch, you know, different things. And so it, it, it always, you know, it always surprises. I guess it shouldn't surprise me, but almost every show, unless you're on a, Christian show, it's going to have some form of LGBTQ in it. And, and it's like, okay, you know, you know, I've got nothing, I, I, you know, like Jesus, Jesus says, we got to love everybody always, which I, I'm in, you know, and sometimes it's hard. Okay. Cause I'm not Jesus. Right. But I, I want to be like Jesus, but I want to bless these people. But I saw in the wall street journal today that the Pope is looking at blessing, you know, gay marriages. Right. And so it's like, okay. Uh, I don't want to, 
I don't want to, you know, I don't want to cast these people out as leopards by any stretch of the imagination. I want to love them. I want to, you know, minister to them. I don't want to be in judgment, but I don't think it's biblical for a priest or a pastor to bless a marriage or perform a marriage act for gay couples. Now, I know that's controversial in some circles, and so be it. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't, you know, love them and and talk to them and be friends, which is not, I just, I don't understand the Pope today. I don't. And, you know, I'm older than you, and I grew up with Pope John Paul II, okay? And, you know, he was pretty conservative orthodoxy, you know, and I, I want back to that. I want back to that situation. And I, you know, and I'm, I haven't been in a Catholic church in years. I was raised Catholic and I, you know, whatever the Pope says, I know he has influence, which I get yeah. that, and, and that he should, but I'm seeing this stuff here. And, and just what, what is it that, why, why is it that somebody look, you know, that, that supposedly being appointed by God would sit there and what are they reading in the Bible that I'm missing? I'm looking for this book that, oh my gosh, it's from the Catholic church. And somebody gave it to me. It's somewhere on my desk here, but it's a book. So me and my wife and family, my son, we, my son and I were praying early in the morning. And he said, Dad, I feel like we're supposed to bless somebody with our one of our with our truck. And I'm like, give our truck away. And I knew it was the word of the Lord. So we blessed this family that helps our does our yard work. Uh, they had a baby. They didn't have mm-hmm. a vehicle. They could house mm-hmm. their family with his truck. He gives me this book on the Catholic Church. I thought I had it right here somewhere, but it's funny that you mentioned it. But right. it talks about what they believe. Mm-hmm. And it's in print and it has all these things they believe. I didn't see that in their book. Amen. So this is <laughs> this is this is strange from even their foundation. Right. And, you know, I was in India where St. Thomas was killed, and there's a Catholic church there, and yep. they gave me a book with what they believe. Yeah. I didn't see that in the book in India. Amen. And and so it's really a heart issue. Yeah, I really think Whose it is. Whose side are you on? Are right. you on the Lord's side? Or are you going to conform to cultural opinions and cultural trends and yeah, cultural and norms. 100%. I mean, you know, I look at this and I'm thinking, okay, you know, here here we are in 2023 and yes, we're advanced. Yes, we've got a lot of things out there. And yes, it's, you know, it's instant media everywhere, but there's still the truth, DeMonte. And and the Bible is the truth. And that's what we believe. And you know, and I thought that's what the Pope believed. But anyways, I just find it interesting. And it's in today's Wall Street Journal. And I thought, man, you know, because I've heard some other things from what the Pope has said about, you know, communism and socialism and these sort of things. And so, yeah. All right. So let me ask you, I'm going to ask you some funny things here. Maybe they're okay, not go funny, with it. It, because you're, you're, you're a cool cat. I, I dig you, man. You're all right. All right. So I don't know if you've been following anything in the media, but they're talking about UFOs. Okay. Now, you know, <laughs> And so I'm thinking on this because I believe, you know, I, I don't believe in reincarnation. Okay. I don't believe that. Okay. I believe this is one and done and you're in heaven or you're going to hell. Right. Absolutely. I, I don't believe in purgatory. I think it's something made up and somebody threw it in the Bible about 400 years ago and it's not true, you know? And so, and so my mother, okay, God bless her. And I love her. She believes in reincarnation, but she also gave her life to Jesus. And so it's really bizarre. So I said, mother, I said, you mean to tell me that you're going to come back? God's going to send you back here 15 times to try to get this thing right? Guess what? You're never going to get it right. Okay. Yeah, you're never. <laughs> you're never going to get it right. You know, the only thing that's going to get right is you come into Jesus. And God and Jesus said, the only way that the Father is through me. 
Yes. That's it. That's the only way. You know. Yes. And so and, I, and I'm I'm hanging my sign on that. And so, you know, I I I see these people talking about UFOs and stuff. To me, it's the whole tail wagging the dog episode. You know, it's distractions. It's taking your eye. I believe God created this beautiful, beautiful planet that we're in. So we could, he had us in his image to worship him. Yeah. And, yes. to, and to glorify him. And yes. so, you know, I'm thinking, okay, so on this planet, we have 8 billion people on this planet, 8.3 billion, give and take. And probably half of them have a cell phone and a video camera. Okay. Yeah. You would think if somebody's coming down, poking and prodding you, you would be able to take a video of it. <laughs> <laughs> and get a picture of one of these cats, right? So what do you think with all that hysteria out there or those people talking about that sort of thing? How do, how do you deal with that from a Christian point of view? So this is an excellent question. I've been asked this question, and it's, this mm. phenomenon is something I've looked into several times over the years, and I kind of have maybe two thoughts on it. I don't have the answer. The Lord's <laughs> given me no strong uh, direct revelation on it. Mm -hmm. uh, but a year ago, about 15 months ago, I put up a prophetic word on Facebook. I actually said that people are going to begin to talk about UFOs more. Wow. You're going to begin to hear about it and even the government. And then the con Congress had the first official hearing on UFOs. I think we need to be cautious mm. because if the government's talking about it more and allowing it to be out in the media more then either one, there's something that's real that they know is about to hit. And now mm -hmm. they know they have to come out with a little bit more information mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. Two, it could be something that they're manipulating to mm -hmm. try to try to control the masses and population. Mm -hmm. For instance, mm -hmm. let's say you wanted to get a one world religion, one world government, you oh, have wow. these aliens come in or supposed aliens land mm -hmm. and they threaten the earth. And the only thing mm -hmm. we can do is come under one banner, one government to mm -hmm. defend ourselves. And now we need one currency. And before you know it, you have one world ruler. It could be that type of situation. Wow. Or, yeah, and that, that could bring in the Antichrist as well. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. This wow. could be the guy that I'm going to protect you from the aliens. I, I figured mm -hmm. out the food supply system and the mm -hmm. water and this and that. Or it could be fallen angels that were never placed, you know, like they were never placed in the abyss. They still have some mm -hmm. type of liberty that we don't know about, and they can masquerade mm -hmm. as aliens, mm -hmm. and they come down as the saviors of the world, and they point, appoint an antichrist and a false prophet to rule on their behalf. I mean, so we just have to be very cautious and keep our eyes on Jesus. Even if the aliens are real aliens from another universe mm -hmm. or multiverse, Mm -hmm. I believe God created it all and he's in control of it all. And if I look wow. to him, I don't care where planet they're from. In Jesus name, don't come on my property. Amen. <laughs> I knew, I don't know why I asked you that question, Demonte, but I guess the Holy Spirit wanted me to ask it to you. So that's a good answer, bro. I like it. I like it. All right. I, I'm just going to go on the side that it's all not true. That's what that, and I, I, I just think, you know, if they're that if they're that talented and that sophisticated to travel, you know, eight trillion light years, you know, they're not good and, and they don't land. They just do flybys and crash. No, no I, I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it anyways. Uh, but that's a good answer. I like it. All right. So uh, all right. Tell me what's going on in your life right now. I know you got this new book coming out. And and so where are you at? Where are you going? Where can our audience check you out at, man? Where can they see you? Good, good, good. So I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. I have the new book, The Supernatural. Let me unblur the screen a little bit. I think it's, yeah. oh, there we go. The Supernatural Dimension of Dreams. Let me see if I can 
There, there you go. go. The supernatural dimension of dreams. Nice Understanding how God works while you sleep. I love uh, it. That's on. Ooh. There like, we go. I like that's it, on, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's on <laughs> Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. They can pre-order that now. They can pre-order now, dropping the end of November. Okay. It really breaks down dreams, why God gives us dreams, how he gives us dreams. And even if you're an advanced dreamer and been dreaming all your life, you're mm-hmm. going to get some out of this book because I answer a lot of technical questions about how God gives instructions, warning, supernatural impartation, wisdom, all types of things uh, that people have wondered or thought about or maybe never thought about. I cover a lot of ground in this book, so I, I encourage everyone to pick it up. As well, I'm traveling, traveling, traveling. This month, I will be in Fort Lauderdale. I will be in Virginia twice. I'll be at TV studio recording for a show in the UK and Africa. And then I'll be in Dallas twice as well. So we will have a good time in those places. So I'm Amen. constantly traveling. And so they can find uh, your schedule and all that stuff on your website? No, I don't have the schedule up on oh, the website. Okay. There's a story to that. Uh, right, somebody gave right. me a prophetic word. Don't put your full itinerary up. So I just never disobeyed it. Okay, um, cool. All right. Now, but, let me ask you this. Dream interpretations, right? Yes. All right. So last night, I'm going to just share this with you. And I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm trusting in the Lord. I had a dream that there was these little fires all around this area that I was in. And it wasn't my house. It was somebody else's. And it was like a resort area. <clears throat> and these little fires kept breaking out. And I'd be able to put them out. I had a hose and I would put them out. It wasn't hard to put them out. But they kept, every time I put one out, two or three would kind of come up somewhere else and the wind would blow and kind of catch. And I was worried it was going to really catch big, but I was able to put them out. And it was like, it like, there was like five or six different fires that I kept having to put out. Okay. Immediately, the Lord gave me the interpretation. The fires are people and their situations. And Uh the Lord says, because of the experience that you have, because of the background that you have and because of the wisdom you have and also the faith and the relationship with the Lord, you're going to get person after person, couple after couple coming to you with situations, whether in life, marriage, business, asking for your help, asking for your wisdom. And as wow. soon as you help one person, as soon as you help one couple, as soon as you help one family, as soon as you help one business, the next one's going to be there. And as soon as you help them, then the next one's going to be, it's going to be just nonstop people coming, asking for your help and what God has put in you. And you're going to put the fire out for them and give them, you're going to help be a problem solver for them and give them solutions. But then the next person is going to come with something different. So come on, immediately man. I begin to see it. In come here. on, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I love this interview with you, man. I, I can't wait till you come to Dallas. We're going to have lunch and uh, you're going to come to our humble abode. We're going to have a little uh, lunch and talk. <laughs> DeMonte, you're a special cat, man. You really are. And I'm so I'm so grateful to have met you. And uh, yeah, listen, listeners, get this book. This cat's the real deal, man. This guy's the real deal. And our good friend Aisha brought us in and got to speak to some other people here recently, some publicists through this deal, which was an interesting experience. And I and I just want you to know that I don't take these relationships lightly, bro. I really don't. And I believe God put us together for a reason. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the future. Amen. Yes, yes. All right. All right, man. I'm excited for this. So go to www.d4tn.org. That's D as in dog, number four. T as in Thomas, N as in November.org. Or DeMonte TV. So you're you're quite the TV celebrity too, bro. So I'll be looking forward to <laughs> CBN and TVN and all that. And that's really cool. So thank you, DeMonte. Thanks for being next level. Thank you for being on our podcast, man. God bless you. Okay. Thank you for having me on. 
listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.